and welcome to Tea and Tales, the podcast where we drink a lot of tea and talk about our favorite tales. This week's topic is B-horror movies. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Emily. <laughs> That's yeah. how it would sound in a B-horror movie. I guess so. <laughs> I'm Erica. I'm Emily. I'm Sarah. Both Emily and I tried to take a sip before we realized that we would have to introduce ourselves. How is it? Did you try it? It's like we've never done this before. But um, we're drinking, you know, to go with B-horror movies, Chunky Watermelon, which is, in (laughs) fact, the name of this tea. What a terrible name for a tea. It is. Um, It's pretty tasty, though. It's not bad. Uh, It's very mild. Yeah, I thought there would be more of a flavor, but Mm. I guess watermelon's not, like, a strong flavor. It's very refreshing. Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) It's It's from (laughs) Tiesta. (laughs) Tiesta has a lot of blends. Um, We love Tiesta. Yeah. I know they just did, like, a March Madness for their favorites, and one of our favorites won for the um, Maui Mango. (gasps) It's so so good. Maui Mango is good. Yeah. Yeah. Did that for dinosaurs, right? I think so, yeah. Chunky Watermelon did not win, but it is tasty. Did it place? I don't know. They did, like, (laughs) a couple, two against, you know, each... Um, each day you had like two to pick from. Mm. So, but this one is an herbal tea, as you would guess from you something called chunky watermelon. Yes. She's like getting the cups out of the cupboard and the yeah. song's going off. And she's panicky, like, don't worry, panicky, guys. Panicky, panicky, panicky. It's an herbal tea. <laughs> I mean, it's got apple, carrots, melon, beets, sugar, apple? and beetroot. And I assume watermelon, but that's not listed on the uh, ingredients. What if it's not in there? Maybe all those things are supposed to make it taste like water. Did we? It's like a long iced tea before we started drinking it. Um, I'm gonna take one right. Yeah, no, we did not get a picture. So, oh well, Sarah's on it. It's all good. You're only gonna get a box picture. Look at the tumbler, guys. That's right. Uh, So (laughs) there is a tumbler. We do have a tumbler, and what is the? uh, It's not quite the same. It's uh, at t tails dash one o n e spelled o n e. Because mm-hmm. somebody else had Tea and Tales 1 on Tumblr. What? How I know. I was like, who do I have to fight? <laughs> it's probably the same person that had Tea and Tales on Twitter that made us have to add probably. the one to everything. And so <sighs> then they saw us and we're like, we're going to thwart They're them. They're doing well, Tumblr. so let's screw that up for them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> doing so great. <laughs> but yeah, really? now you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. That's mm-hmm. a thing. I always forget it exists. Not that you don't do it. I just know. it on our Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is pretty cool. I see them and you're like, we're doing this thing. And I'm like, Erica's doing that thing. <laughs> Making us look so good. Let me tag them in a post. Yeah, tag me. That's All the right. stacks of colored books. We um, had nothing to do with that. So but man, they look so cool. I, I really enjoyed doing those. It looked so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of my favorites. I just kept saying, I have more stacks for different things. Yeah. So stacks on stacks. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Um, and then I'm also drinking out of a uh, an, a horror book mug given to me by some of our listeners, Ryan and Francis. So Ooh, thank you. Shout out. shout out to you guys. Um, the books on this mug, though, are like quality horror books versus the things we are going to talk about today. Yeah. So let's. Yeah. I don't know Let's why this flashback to when you did Night of the Living Trekkies and how that could be like a B-horror book. Oh my gosh, it was definitely a B-horror book. I want to read that book even though I don't even know anything about Or like about. Goosebumps, probably. Mm. You know what else I was thinking about when I was like watching these is that I really enjoyed the book that you lent me, Clowns in a Cornfield, it, this past year. It's pretty good. I haven't gone back and read it, but man, I remember reading it in one night. I did too. Yeah. And I was like thinking that like... This is if, like, Scream was a book. Yeah. So, like, Scream, I wouldn't consider a B-horror movie because it's, like, 
actually made with money and is good. But like, <laughs> but like, I kept thinking like, this is what that would be if it was like a book. And I read another one called Secret Santa that was like a horror oh, one yeah. for Christmas. Oh, and then no. I figured out like, maybe I just really like really cheesy B-horror books. Mm-hmm. So that's... I mean, they just hit you in the right place is that a, Is that a genre? B-horror? I'm I would sure have, I would it has a different fancier name. You can buy it at the dollar store. But Clowns in a Cornfield. And I hate clowns. And that one was really I didn't good. let you know, though. It's not really... Yeah. What no. you would think. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, it's dumb. It's and, dumb. It's super violent, but like, it's yeah. good. They're like killing people with chainsaws at one point it's, and like I crossbows. Like, I wasn't <laughs> expecting it because it's like a YA type of flair mm-hmm. in the beginning, and then you're like, oh no. <laughs> I bought it hardback when it was still new. Like, it's so funny. It is though. really yeah. funny. My voice went up like an octave on that one. <laughs> so That's how you know it's true love. <laughs> so. We were, I mentioned Scream being actually a good movie, but B-horror movies can be good. So. That's true. I do have a history and kind of what they are, but Emily, what do you think a B-horror movie is? What are the qualities? So, I did do a Google definition, but it's at the top of my sheet, so I'll go off my brain. Okay. So, I would assume <laughs> that a B-horror movie would have a low budget. It would have kind of, like, really over-the-top corny acting and, like, effects and, uh, like, corny and over-the-top plots. Like, overall, you're kind of going into this movie like, this is ridiculous. This would never happen. Let's do it anyways. Drink some wine and watch this movie. Like, that's that's kind of what you're going for with the, with the B-horror movie. I would agree with that. Do you have anything to add, Sarah? It has to have, I feel like, a certain level of badness because I we watched a couple of B-movies to get ready for the podcast, um... And they were just bad. Like some of them are has to punch back through the wall of bad to be so bad. To that get it's back to good. Funny. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I think you can make so what would you consider then just a low budget, really well done horror movie? Would that not count as a beat? Like if there's no stars, there's no budget, it's filmed with like a single camera that's handheld <laughs> and it's not re- like made by a or released by a major studio. Are there films like that that yeah, are good? Yeah, we're going to get to those. Yay. I feel like you have, my voice just did a weird thing. I think <laughs> you might have some on your list, but nothing comes to mind. But I think that then it wouldn't necessarily be a B-horror movie. Because if you have good actors. Then it's, then it's just classic. Yeah. At that point. So, or it's just a good movie that you didn't spend a lot of money on, I guess. True. I feel like it's a rarity, though. (laughs) It is a rarity, Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about those. But so, I like that you mentioned, Emily, that, like, it had to be an outlandish topic. Yeah. So, that's, like, where they started. So, apparently, like, the B term started with double features. So, when they were common in, like, the 30s through the 50s, when movies were shorter, they would show, like, the primary one that was the big release with the stars and, like, the normal plot line. Mm -hmm. And then the B movies would have a smaller budget, no stars, and they were often, like, sci-fi or horror or westerns because Mm -hmm. they were, like, the speculative genre Mm -hmm. that wasn't as fancy and beloved. (laughs) I was talking with my brother and he was asking like where the B came from and I was I had proposed that possibly it's like the B side of a track. Yeah so that was kind of the thing the B side of like like, double feature. There was the A film Mm -hmm. and then there was the B film. You're already here you might as well watch this. Right? And I guess like you know the people like us that existed in the 30s would go for the B feature and then the A was just like what they had to sit Just through it. 
Um, but so when the double features kind of stopped in like after the 50s, the name stuck. And then the 60s and 70s is when like grindhouse cinemas came out. And that's like they were in rough parts of town and like they would play things. That the filmmakers could just do whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get like those really violent B horror movies from the 70s, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. and like the Last House on the Left and things like that, which I don't know about you guys. That's not really my jam or the like no. torture. No. Really gory. No. I'm not a big gore person at all. Sarah doesn't like head crunchies. I don't no. like head crunchies. <laughs> I'm okay with like some gore, but like it I feel like it has to either be silly and comical, like mm-hmm. some of the ones we're gonna talk about, or have a point. Like Yeah. Like they're just like I don't know, I just find Texas Chainsaw Massacre like really gross for I've not seen it actually. I've seen part of the original and I've seen the remake and I just was like, ugh, why? Yeah, it's just ugh. too much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the 80s, that's when things got more fun. You know, the home video rentals and, like, paid-for cable channels. <laughs> you could get the weird you stuff. straight to TV And movies. that's when you'd get, like, the fun and colorful things. They had synth or rock music in the background, neon <laughs> colors. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time, really, they included comedy into their horror movies, which mm-hmm. I think you can see, like, a definite shift. Oh, yeah. But that kind of tracks with the 80s, like... Yeah, everything's more colorful in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Dark comedy is my sweet spot. Mm-hmm. I love a good, funny horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the thing that kind of, like, blurred the lines where we're going to have, like, some, like, are they B-movies? Are they just bad? Let's fight like, on our podcast. Like, Jaws and Star Wars kind of ruined it because they were things that were ridiculous, if you think about them oh, objectively. Yeah, <laughs> a giant shark terrorizing a small fishing village. That sounds like something that could be a B-horror movie. Oh, but, of course. But it ended up being, like, the biggest first blockbuster. But and did then, you have big stars in that movie? And, like, the yeah, it was so a big good. star. No, no, I mean, I think, it, I think at the t- I mean, they all have gone on. T- they went on mm-hmm. to be big stars. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think Roy Schneider was, or Roy Schneider, whatever his name is. I think he was already a star. And mm-hmm. then that's my dog. She's saying hi. Hi. Um, everyone to know that you are beautiful. <laughs> right. And then, <laughs> yes, just like that. And then they're like, Star Wars is like, you know, again, a space opera. Like, yeah. that wasn't really a thing. Um, so I don't know. Roy Schneider. Oh, I did say the right name. Here, I had to look it up. You're Roy so Schneider smart and, and Roy Schneider and Robert Shaw, I think, were already stars. Yeah. And then Richard Dreyfuss, I can't remember if Close Encounters was before that or not. But and also, like, it becomes those classics. Like, Star Wars and Jaws are classic movies. Right. But then it was suddenly, like, these outlandish stories could mm-hmm. have a market. In it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But the outrageous them. They might have just wanted them quietly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I, when I was looking up ones to pick... I had a tough time because there were some that, like, Google put under B-Horror that mm-hmm. I was like, no, this thing costs way too much money. It's mm-hmm. just bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's just bad. Or Stop so to... bad that it's good, but it still costs a lot of money. Yeah. I don't know. So do you have any that you're just like, this is just bad, but it's not a B-Horror movie? Should I say something? Yeah. I was, like, I was thinking of a lot of the sequel ones. So, like, Jason X. <laughs> And, oh, yeah. Or Jaws the Revenge, or... Yeah. A Sometimes lot of people, like... Are not yeah, good. Alien Resurrection. <laughs> and that one's okay. Um, a lot of people think The Happening is one of the worst horror movies ever. I've not seen it. I did that thing where I read about it, and I was like, why? It, it's not good, but I don't you think know, it's, like, the worst. You everyone. know what's a good B-horror movie that just popped in my head? The Descent. 
But it's it's not a B. It costs way too much, though. Okay. These are the criteria that. No, I'm saying we're saying bad. They they cost a lot, but they're just bad, which I think get lumped into B horror. I feel like there's a lot of. I don't know why Divergent came into it. That was bad, and it did cost a lot of money. (laughs) I haven't seen it, but I was like, I know it's bad. (laughs) Sad day. Um, Yeah, I mean, what are what are some of the ones on your list? So I did. So the one that kept coming up is one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies. But I was Uh like, this is not a B horror movie, and that is Deep Blue Sea, which I mentioned in our underwater episode. Mm -hmm. But like, it has Samuel Jackson, Thomas Jane, Stellan Skarsgård, LL Cool J, like. Just that alone makes mm-hmm. it not a B-horror no, movie. it can't be. It's also one of the most expensive horror movies ever made. So, like... That just locks in like, my brain under horror, not under yeah, movie. Yeah. Like, it's cheesy and ridiculous, but... It's not, it's not so cheesy and ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah. just fun. Yeah. It's a fun horror movie. But yeah. another one was, like, Anaconda um, that I think... Jennifer Lopez is in maybe back in like or Lake Placid. That one has Bill Pullman and Betty White. There's like um, crocodiles or something like that. Yeah, a movie about giant spiders. Yes, eight legged freaks. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then there's another one. They did another one. David Arquette, but I don't remember what the other one was because there was one. The yeah, but that one movie, keeps showing up on list yeah, too, and I'm like, like you where can't. the rabbit like, goes in the street and the truck like rooms away, and so like stuff spills out and they become these giant things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Mean, great premise. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, but it's, or like remakes of B movies mm-hmm. don't make them B movies. Like uh, the original Wicker Man was made for like nothing, and then they made a new one with Nicolas Cage. And like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's. <laughs> Also, do you feel like you're missing the mark here by remaking a B-horror movie? Oh, yeah. It's like the charm of not having any money, which is not charming, but like, you're like, oh, we have to Yeah, like, it's like, we scrape to together these two Didn't they do that with like, the Evil Dead ones? They tried to do, like, a new one. I don't know. <laughs> they did. There was this TV series and a new movie, I think. Yeah. They don't understand that part of the charm is it, it's, it's the wacky, like, we don't have the money to make this And, look like, good. when it came out, too, also. Yeah. But, I mean... I don't know. I think you can have good ones that don't cost a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's rarer, though. So, mm-hmm. Screen Rat came up with a list of great, oh, low-budget horror movies. All right, lay it on me. Most of them cost under a million dollars. Yikes. There are a couple that cost a little bit more, but it's, like, We're recently. We're never making a movie. <laughs> making the rap. So... What are some that would be on that list, you think? So these are actually good movies. <laughs> yep, I covered it up. Good movies that didn't cost a lot. Oh, man. Well, I feel like I want to list the one that you're doing because it's one of my favorites. Castaway? You can say it, but it's not on the list. Oh, okay. Well, that's uh, as above, so below. But yeah. that's one of my favorite horror movies. Think 80s and 90s. Well, so like, okay, so Scream. No, that one like... cost a lot. Oh, that's right. Honestly, I got nothing. I I think you've seen at least half of these. (laughs) I must go. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Sorry. All right. At the top of Screen Rant's list is Saw, which... I have never seen Saw. Okay. Only cost a million dollars to make. It's because they were really chopping people up. (laughs) I know. (laughs) The first one, though, you see is, like, very low budget. Oh, yeah. Then they became... The music is good. Yeah. Dude, you know who's in that that I didn't know? Cheerios. Yes! (laughs) Sorry, I hit the table. Yes! I was looking him up. I don't remember why. I was like, I bet this guy voices someone. And then I was just on his IMDb, and I was like, what is he doing (laughs) in this movie? (laughs) 
He wins. Okay, it, really quick. I need you to explain his role in that movie. Oh, wait, you really don't know? So I really don't know. I've he's not seen... one of the two people that wakes up chained to oh, the floor. Oh, he has to do creepy stuff. Yeah. He does make a choice mm-hmm. to, he um, he does. to leave. His, <laughs> it, there's a saw, hence the title, and in the room. Uh-huh. And his leg is chained to the floor. And mm-hmm. his wife and child are basically going to die unless he goes to rescue them. Yeah. So nice. you I, I figure like, out what he might choose to do to himself. I feel like Saw movies kind of go under that umbrella of torture movies. Yeah, especially the later ones. But I think yeah. the first one is good. I, I actually, my first ever horror movie was the second one. Ooh, and a girl had to jump a into lot. a vat yeah, of needles. Yeah, I don't like that one. Ooh, mm-hmm. And one guy had to go and crawl through an oven, and it's just like, it's Yeah, too there's much. too much. So, as um, you much. wish, bro was cutting his leg off so he could save his family. I mean, <laughs> there's a skit with Aziz Ansari where he does what you do, <laughs> where he talks about how he reads, he likes to read the endings of movies on Wikipedia. And, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. he said that he, like, what he did is he people were talking about, like, how... It's the ending is crazy and you wouldn't believe it. And he's like, so what I did, because I didn't want to watch the whole thing, is I read through the first two thirds of the summary. Then I skipped ahead to that part. And he's like, and you're right. I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always think of that when we when I see Saw. It's I do remember, like, what is good. the, like, parody scary movie? And one of the yeah. scary movie openings, Dr. Phil is in, like, a Saw-type situation, ends up cutting his wrong leg off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Would scary goodness. movies be B horror movies? They probably cost a lot I to make. I think horror, poor comedy more. Well, in the way in brothers, probably like than a they have to movie. get a lot of money to mm-hmm. be in a movie. So, other good ones on that list, though, were Night of the Living Dead. Which I would argue is, in fact, you a good B horror movie. Have not seen it. It only cost one hundred and fourteen thousand, or yeah, one hundred fourteen thousand wow. dollars to make. Which today is closer to eight hundred thousand, but still, that's not great. But well, that's closer okay, to but, achievable. Yeah. Um, Halloween. Again, I would classify that as a B horror movie. It's just mm-hmm, attained mm-hmm. cult status. Yeah, that's have true. Have seen Halloween? I probably have. I don't love Halloween. I really? don't get it's the not big that, deal. Not. He just stands there and he's creepy and he's wearing a Will Shatner, uh, yeah. <laughs> Shatner mask. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hush. Hello. Uh, Hush. That one only cost a million dollars to make. And it's because the doll. Is that the one with the doll? It's actually haunted. No, no, no. Hush mm-hmm. is the one where they like invade the house and it's by. Yeah. It's by our favorite director, Michael Flanagan, that does Bly Manor and Hill House and um, In fact, Dr. we Sleep. have seen that movie. Yeah. And it's his wife that's it's the a great movie. Most women. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that, but... Uh, Friday the 13th only cost 500000 How about When a Stranger Calls? No. Mm. Evil Dead, we mentioned. Mm-hmm. The Lighthouse is on here, which is a new one. The oh, Lighthouse. My God. <laughs> it cost that $4 movie. million, dollars, but most of the budget went to paying Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. And uh. the actual, like, movie filming budget was very low. Mm-hmm. They had to do some crazy stuff. I did not see that one I didn't yet. either, but I did the thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I'm I about... sense judgment. <laughs> I, I'm judging you. I'm thinking of The Lighthouse. What's that The movie? Lighthouse is a black and white one. No, the other what's the one we watched with Olivia where like the very beginning it's very shocking. And the kids and the dad and they go to the cabin and it's winter. Ooh, I might have seen I this don't movie. remember. Oh. But the beginning is I don't think it's a B horror movie, but the beginning is so much. What is that movie? Is there one called The Lake House? Like the Nanny or something? <laughs> there probably is one called that. I think it's, it's, it's not that. Um the I other three on the list were The Witch, which I have not seen, but I the want the to. Witch? Yeah, because it has Anya Taylor-Joy, and she's so good in The Queen's Gambit. So many times, because my friend Hannah loves that movie. Is it good? 
Yes, and it's scary. And she always falls asleep while we're watching Isn't it. And I have to watch the movie? ending. Yes, a there's a goat and a girl in that, that runs around naked in the forest. Listen, you're spoiling everything. <laughs> I don't know that movie. I don't know. I think I still want to watch it. It's a slow burn, but like it very unsettling things I mean, happen mm-hmm. a lot. She's so good in the Queen's Gambit. I want to like watch everything yeah, that she's been in. Um, paranormal Activity. Fine. I haven't seen that, but that came out when I was in high school, and people, people were, were terrified. It was one so of the first scared. horror movies that I remember watching with a group of people, and I was like, I do not want to be, like, the wimp. So I, like, secretly read the plot, oh my and then I gosh. wasn't scared. So we, my husband and I watched it, and I will, I will never forget this because it scared the shit out of us, <laughs> is that we were watching it just, like, in our house that we are in now, and... We were, you know, it was fine. We weren't, like, terrified of it. But we're like, yeah, that's kind of creepy. And then we watched, like, the regular theatrical ending. I know there's a bunch. And, like, at the end, she, like, is possessed. And she looks at the camera. And, like, the the look on her face is terrifying. Yes. And then the power went out (gasps) at our house. And there was, like, you know how when a TV suddenly turns off? So it was the ghost... Um, image is stuck up there for a second. Did you pee yourself? <laughs> so her facial expression was, was like, like ah. on the TV that was like everything was dark and she was like glowing at it and then it disappeared and we were just like, oh. <laughs> it was so scary and it was way more terrifying than anything in that movie but I just always will remember that as like people be like, did you think it was scary? And I'll be like, well. I mean, yes, but my frame of reference yes, is different. Yes, but not for that reason. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to give that movie a try because I have grown to love horror movies like since yeah. high school. Then like the most eighty percent of that movie, nothing happens though. That's yeah. very true. It only was made for two hundred thousand dollars in like today's budget. I mean, it's mm. like so it was twelve dollars back then. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. No, no, I'm and saying like it was two hundred. <laughs> it was two hundred thousand, but like you know, it still yeah. was. And then the last one, which I haven't seen, even though this one came out in high when I was in high school, and was the big deal was Blair Witch Project. I okay. I, I almost watched it not, not for this podcast just so I could be like, yeah, I watched it. But I, I watched it didn't. with a bunch of friends in high school, and we did not pay attention. We were definitely making fun of it the whole time. But there was, like, it changes between cameras. And so it would change to a camera where it was on a sidewalk, but the sidewalk was blue. So every time it would change, we'd be like, blue sidewalk. And that's the only <laughs> thing I remember from that movie. I remember, I think it was one of the times when one of my friends was able to watch the movie. And I was like, well, my parents aren't going to let me. So she, like, we were at a sleepover or something, and she spent, like, 30 minutes and told me the entire plot of the movie. She was like, this is stupid. Don't waste your money on it. Here's what happens. And then, like, <laughs> so told me It's really whole not that thing. good because it's Steadicam and it's like, it's fine. I have also since read that, like, the conditions for the actors were, were trash and yeah. that the director was, like, cutting their food and, like, leaving what? stuff around the campsite and doing all weird stuff and. Yeah, it was a big craze though. What about like, um, Creep and Creep Two? I haven't seen those. How about Deeper's Creepers? Well, I'm at the end of the list, but so um, feel free to now that there's no pressure. Some... We feel like we can get. <laughs> I think Deeper's Creepers probably cost a bit. Though. Oh yeah, probably. I don't know about Creep. I haven't seen that one. It's there's not much to it. I mean, it's a great movie and it's very scary and very unsettling. But like, it takes place in a house. Mm. I feel What's... like any of those house invasion ones are probably. It's not no. Too it's expensive. this guy who. Uh, is dying of cancer, so he hires a film kid to come and film letters to his unborn kid. Oh. But then a bunch of other stuff happens. Of I course. think. I don't know if I'm getting the details quite right. Uh, but. Better watch out. 
Which I don't know. That's the name of it. What is it called? It is. Oh, it's Jingle Jangle. Jingle I knew This is a side, but we should do Scary Christmas this year. Oh, we should definitely do Scary Christmas. I'm here for it. I enjoyed watching Krampus when we watched that one. It was not a B-horror movie, though, because there's a lot of star power in that one. It's also more like a fantasy comedy horror. Yeah. I mean, again, though, Adam Scott, I'll watch it. Like, that's fine. I almost said Storm of the Century, but all the potato flakes they bought, man, their budget. <laughs> yeah, all that's their a lot. Was it, it was a lot. I, who was it that was like, there's no way, that's just snow. And I was like, oh, no, I don't know. Maybe potato flakes. No, it, was, it was a combination. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, so, now on the other end of the spectrum, even though these wouldn't be B-horror movies, what do you think are the ones that they've spent the most on, the most expensive horror movies? And they're not necessarily good, though. No, some of them are good, some of them are not. We have seen at least two or three of them together. Uh, or I know you've seen a bunch. Parasite. Just start saying negative adjectives. No, Parasite. Um, Train to Busan? Train to Busan is what I meant. No, but we did watch a similar type of thing. World War Z? World War Z is the second most expensive horror movie. Well, they had to hire all those zombies. Yeah. It still made over $300 million That's after so all expenses. so many dollars and billions. Yeah. Three whole billions. Money, man. Yeah. Um... Is it ranged, like, from old to new? Are they, like... Um, most of them are newer, mm-hmm. just by the nature of things. Mm-hmm. What about A Quiet Place? No, that's a good movie, though. Yeah, it is. What about Bird Box? No. Good book, though. Very good book. <laughs> I read it in the height of my anxiety. <laughs> I remember you were like, I don't know. And I was like, just read it. The ending is way so crazier. It's so good. Um, there's one with Will Smith. I am legend. I am legend is the third most expensive. Yet it made seven hundred million dollars. It's a great movie. It's would a sad movie. Classify that as horror? Would it be like I mean, zombies? zombies? Okay, but it's like they're kind of like thriller, thriller still, action, actually. right? No, I guess horror could be there too. Um, there's a Arnold Schwarzenegger in your words one. End of days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was about to make a joke Terminator. about the Christmas one, but I could literally not think of the title. That's fine. Um, <laughs> what is it? It's uh, Jingle All the Way. Yes. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we've come full circle. There we go. Uh-huh. The other ones were The Wolfman, which I think is Have an it. Anthony Hopkins You one. couldn't give us a clue to make us guess oh, that. Oh, Lecter. Hannibal Lecter? Hannibal was, it's not in the top ten, but it was on that okay, list. Okay, the, yeah, that's like, a good one. Hannibal Red Dragon was on there, too. You know, um, The one that I thought was really funny was What Lies Beneath, which I was like, why did this movie cost so much? Which one was that? That one that we watched with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh. It's because of the bathtub. No, it? it's because they paid $30 million just for Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. That makes sense. <laughs> Because they were such big actors in the, like, 90s. Harrison Ford is a big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're still big actors. Like, Michelle Pfeiffer hasn't done a lot lately, but if you get her in the movie, I mean, she was, like, Mm -hmm. the world's most beautiful lady, and I don't know. There's songs about her. I know. Think about her. Uptown Funk and Vance Joy has her in a song. (laughs) I mean, um, Hollow Man, I chuckled at that one, because that's one that's so bad, it's kind of good, but also just bad. A two-sentence premise, go. Um, it's a, it's the Invisible Man, basically. Oh, it's the yeah. Invisible Man. Gotcha. Yeah, but then he's, like, rapey, and I... You know, no. Dead. Yeah. Jerk. It's Kevin Bacon, though, so... Why is he doing that? I don't know. Stop it, Sphere. Kevin. We talked about that one mm-hmm. with Underwater. The movie's not great. Uh, Prometheus. I could see how that costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And The Haunting, the remake with Catherine Zeta-Jones and Liam Neeson. I don't know why that one costs so much. Probably mm-hmm. the set. Mm-hmm. Or the effects. 
I mean, there's some effects to it, but like there's a lot of stars in it and mm-hmm. the just having a mansion like that. Mm-hmm. Probably. I don't know. So it kind of stinks that it takes big name stars for people to be interested in stuff. Like I get it, but also it stinks that it, you can't just be like, I want the movie to speak for itself, and I don't want to pay thirty million dollars for Harrison Ford and Michelle. We have so fifteen. Just there one. Sarah made a whole face and had her hand up. Describe my face right now. There she was, like, um, <laughs> I suddenly can't think of her name. It'll come to me. There was like a YouTube video, like essay on how the star power has changed animated films. Yeah. And how it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it used to be, and it was basically Robin Williams doing Aladdin that started that, even though it was the opposite of what he wanted. Right. Was like, he was the first real big star that they got and used that as a reason to see Aladdin. And then now you look at like these casts of just like terrible animated they're movies really, that come out. And, and there's like, like all these stars. All these stars, and you're stars like, that are like famous what? right now. And it's like, okay, but there's people who go to school for voice acting. Why like, did what? you do this thing? Right. Like, and there How badly like, do you need money? I know. I'm trying to think of who it was that did it. She does a lot of video essays and she's really beloved and I read one of her books that wasn't good but I like her videos <laughs> um it'll come to me it'll come to me just wait Lindsay Ellis there it is I don't know uh, she's, yeah. she's she has very interesting YouTube videos about films mm-hmm. and that was a good one but mm-hmm. no but I agree mm-hmm. there, there definitely is a thing like big name people in their mm-hmm. animation movies like this is like no one's gonna care about this movie but here's this big name come watch it it's like Take weird like I don't know. Take, for example, Steve Carell doing, uh, what's his name? Gru? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a big one that she mentions. Which yeah. is funny, but it's like, like he's doing a weird accent, Miranda, so it could have been anybody. Yeah. yeah. Cost group or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, and I kind of said it myself, although I usually go backwards. Like, I won't necessarily watch it, be like, oh, that person's in it. Like, I have to see it. But yeah. I did just say I wanted to watch the movie The Witch because Anya Taylor-Joy's in it. And she's you didn't want to watch the movie The Witch because it's a great But I also feel like seeing someone that's an actor is different than seeing someone that's just, like, it's their voice. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're doing their job, you should forget that it's them. True. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how acting was. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I guess that brings us full circle to B-horror movies because there is no star power in these movies. No, and the acting is generally very bad. And the writing is also not aided really by bad. really terrible it's writing. It's true. So speaking <laughs> of terrible writing. Played by 30-year-olds. Well, that happens regardless. <laughs> yep. So I found the most ridiculous synopses of B-horror movies that I could find. Mm-hmm. But before that... I thought it'd be funny if we came up with our own synopses. She challenged us so that we all had nervous breakdowns. And, then, and, and I gave like, us like 10 minutes and I was struggling. So, so. <laughs> um, so Emily's going to go first. I am. I'll yep. go second. Uh, this is called Terror Tales. I wrote a little paragraph. I think we were supposed to limit it to two sentences. But I, I sure didn't. It was not a hard and fast here. Here we go. Here. This is going to be so great. There were three ladies who ran a podcast. No! They liked to talk about their favorite nerdy subjects. One day, while they were podcasting, an evil spirit, which inhabited their microphone, came to life and threatened to kill them unless they kept podcasting forever. That's just history. (laughs) Ariel, the smart one, devised a plan to exorcise the evil spirit from the microphone. But oh no, their friend Emma is already possessed. Samara designed a plan. You gave them names? Good lord. (laughs) To give the three three ladies' headphones that would block the evil spirit's abilities. Eventually, the spirit went away and the ladies took off their headphones. But oh no, it's still there! Slowly, the sound of their podcast climbs higher and higher and higher until their heads explode. The end. 
Oh my. What's it called? <laughs> it's called Terror Tales. Good. Mine's called Double Cycle <laughs> instead of Double Cycle. <laughs> Three high school girls share a math class. When their teacher threatens to give them huge homework assignments on the weekend for the rest of the year, they get together to summon a demon to kill him. The Ouija board they use has been stored in the linen closet, and a huge expired bottle of laundry soap has leaked on the side. Instead of summoning the desired demon, the board opens a portal to a soap dimension in the washing machine filled with sudsy demons and portals to other people's washers. They end up in the same teacher's house trying to complete their murderous task and escape with their lives. I love that. I want that. Can you please make that a two? Yes. You're all cats. Oh, I. I Nobody says. Sarah just spilled tea, but like while she was saying hers, I got so excited that I spilled my tea. I already finished it on my notes. I was like, quick, say them before they sneak. Mine is, is also ridiculous as needed, but it's not as good as yours. Um, mine is called Giant Cats from Outer Space. I'm into it. Giant alien cats land on Earth and recruit domestic house cats as their minions to overthrow their human overlords. <laughs> A few devoted pets rise up to stand with their beloved humans and save the planet. I can't believe Lily's going to be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> Lily's my dog, by the way. The cats and dogs that uh, like their humans are like, no. We're not going to stand for this. We just, like, give them peanut butter and do the mouth, the words for them. They're just like... Mm-hmm. I couldn't actually make this, though, because any time an animal dies in a film, I'm done with it. So yeah. I feel like that wouldn't work. No animals will Maybe die. Maybe it's just the humans that die. I'm yeah. fine with that in That's a movie. That's great, yeah. yeah. it's fine. <laughs> so we're making a movie about washing machines. Stuff is so cool. I mean, I don't think they're any more ridiculous than some of the ones that I found. We'll take turns reading some of these, I okay. think. Cool. So the first one I have is Tammy and the T-Rex. After I must go. Yep. <laughs> is this from the 80s? I don't know. <laughs> After Michael is murdered, an evil scientist implants his brain into a robotic dinosaur. He escapes and goes on the run with his girlfriend, Tammy. <laughs> Maybe it's Tammy from uh, Parks and Rec. Uh, Matango? Matatang? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's your handwriting. <laughs> no, I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, I think it's oh, excellent. That's why you handed it to Emily. Uh, <laughs> attack of the mushroom people. A group of young people crash their boat and end up on a deserted island where their hunger causes them to eat evil mushrooms and transform into funguses and uh, fungus-infused beasts. I would. I feel like I would right. like go <laughs> just for the. The costumes alone. Frankenhooker? Yep. <laughs> this one was highly recommended by Bill Murray, apparently. Excellently. Frankenhooker. After his fiance is killed in a lawnmower accident, <laughs> just bring that in, a med student brings her back to life using the body parts of various prostitutes. Great. <laughs> um, when I was finding this, there was an article of, like, the weirdest like movie synopses mm-hmm. and like I pick and juice and I found like different articles with him but this one it was like Frank after his fiance is killed in a lawnmower accident and then in parentheses they wrote it happens just go with it <laughs> <laughs> gotta go <laughs> doesn't that happen in misery didn't we mention that or something oh I mean my God. it's not an accident <laughs> that's not an accident yeah. she was trying to mow some yeah this ends. one was a uh a a recommendation from someone, and I always forget how to pronounce it, but Night of the Lepus? Lepus? It's the bunny one. 
After I'm looking at us, we can't know. We look to you for this. I figured maybe you'd seen it. No. After a ranch is plagued by rabbits, a failed <laughs> suppression turns them into giant bunnies that eat cows and terrorize the locals. That just sounds adorable. <laughs> sounds amazing. Attack of the Crap Monsters. A team of scientists travel to a remote island to study the effects of nuclear weapons and discover giant mutated crabs. I feel like that just sounds like uh, Jurassic Park, but like... I mean, I guess, like, this is what would happen <laughs> if you nuked a bunch of crabs, is they just turn giant and eat you. <laughs> the refrigerator. <laughs> a struggling young couple rents an apartment that contains a fridge that's a doorway to hell. They stole my washer idea. More mayhem ensues with the rest of the kitchen gadgets go on a killing spree during a party. Good. Yeah, I want to know though. So that's like that's apparently killer. like the kitchen. climax climax of the movie is that they're having a party and then the kitchen gets. But like, if you have a demonic refrigerator that you're having problems with in your apartment, why are you having a party? You know, you why. can't think about logic. You're only inviting the people you <laughs> want to die in. Yeah, you're like everybody from the office. Come. I guess so. I guess. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I work at an office. You guys are. Hey, we're having a party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like when. Uh, Rick Moranitz invites people to ghost like to his place for Ghostbusters. He doesn't know that it has a demon in his apartment. He mm-hmm. just they do, they're being irresponsible homeowners. Yes, I agree with that. Gosh, but you know, with rent in New York City, sometimes you have to put up with something with your apartment. <laughs> I guess. I'm never going to anyone else's house party ever again. If there they have a go. fridge, we're done. Yeah. Oh well, I guess we're done. So, um, for our tales. I think that we have one that is actually, like, a good movie. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them are, mine are hilariously trash. bad. Is that true? Yeah. Both of mine are garbage. Okay. Should we start with the good one? Yeah. yeah. I think okay. should definitely. I'll go second. All right. So, mine is, I think it is a B movie, even though people really like it. Because it's as above, <laughs> so below. Yeah. One of my absolute favorite movies. I think it qualifies though, because it was made. What are made, qualifiers? It's like low so budget. So low budget. It was made for no. under five million dollars, right. which mm-hmm. in today's money I consider it. No real stars. The guy from Superstore is in it, but he hadn't done that at the time, and I don't really consider Ben Feldman mm-hmm. a star. No. And um, it has to have an outlandish plot. premise, yeah, which it does, and it does, yeah. So I but feel the like writing is not. Terrible. The writing is not terrible, but I think there are things that could definitely be oh, better. Yeah. There's like, a lot of it that's not exp- like when I watched it, I think I watched it with you. Mm-hmm. Sorry that I cut you off. Yeah. Uh when I watched it with you and we were watching like the weird stuff that happened, you'd have to be like, okay, this is because of this and this and this. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. This I, is because of that. Like I looked, never I looked explained. Like I liked it and then I went and watched a video afterwards to explain like the correlations. And I was like, oh, yeah. I definitely didn't get that while I was watching. Because yeah, like yeah. when they look in the like the first little room with all the people chanting and then they all look like look at them the camera yeah. it's like that doesn't really explain anything but you kind of right like, but you cannot watch it again so, yeah, it's so good as above so below is a 2014 film directed by john eric dowdle and co-written with his brother drew it stars um perdita weeks and ben feldman i always thought that name was perdita like in 101 dalmatians mm-hmm. but i saw a video with her and she says perdita so there we go she's probably right she's probably right yeah <laughs> she might be she might be it's fine <laughs> um it cost under five million dollars and made 40 million but had mostly negative reviews another factor of being a b movie what yeah no, most wrong. of them are, yeah i first heard about this movie um I had a physical therapist when I had my thumb surgery, my first one, and she was a big horror fan and loved B-horror movies, and we would always talk about different ones, and this was one that she recommended to me. And then I remember we were going to watch it, and you told me it was good, so I was like, no, let's watch something mm-hmm. you hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, but so that I finally watched it this past week. So the movie is presented as a documentary cruise experience exploring the catacombs of Paris mm-hmm. as they attempt to find the tomb of Nicolas Flamel, mm-hmm. like who is a real person, not just from that series we don't talk about, and the Philosopher's Stone. Also, not from this series we don't talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Warner Brothers is going to come after us. Um, The crew venture further and further down through secret passageways and encounter many odd and terrifying things that mirror the circles of hell in Dante's Inferno. Um, I I got that it was a reference to the Inferno, but even as a person who has read the Inferno, has played music Based on the Inferno, I did not pick up on a lot of the things like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that writing could have been done better, which again cements its, its place as a B movie. So interesting, but it's like, it, why is this? It's so subtle, though, that like it's definitely one that you can analyze, but mm-hmm. like I wish they had just come out with some of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that makes it super cool and creepy, though, is it was actually filmed in the catacombs in Paris. Mm-hmm. They're the, the those first, people are all haunted now. Right? They, it is the first film, like, feature film ever allowed to film there. And huh. they used mostly the lights from the actors' headlamps, and at some points they were actually the filmers, so they'd have a different helmet on that had a camera on it. Mm-hmm. So as long as, like, if they weren't going to be in the scene. So I think often, like, there's a guy that's the cameraman he often actually was the cameraman because mm-hmm. he's not in the movie that much mm-hmm. um that would be terrifying yeah. oh yeah i'm definitely. not claustrophobic i wouldn't want to do that though no. there's just some places i might do, do like a tour if i was to ever go to paris i would love to do a tour i want to stand behind you with a music box and just crank <laughs> oh the my whole god thing. it would be st- <laughs> no but like there are scenes where they're just like They would take sections of it that were already pretty close, and then they would fill it with, like, prop bones and stuff that they'd have to crawl Mm -hmm. through. And I'm just like, you know, some of those are props and some of those aren't. Like, there's real bones in the wall. Like, I just... We're trying to get haunted today. Right. Um, So if you've seen uh, anything with Dante's Inferno or, like, read it... The idea is that, like, there's a different circle of hell and there's, a like, a different sin for each and that the only way Dante can escape hell is by going all the way down and there's a, f- a door in the floor where Satan is and mm-hmm. then he can get out. So that's basically what the movie's about is, like, they just keep going down because they can't go back. So they just keep go further down. And, like, the, the concept art and, like, the poster for it is oh, super cool because it's, like... Red with the skulls and yep. the empire or the Empire State Building. The, <laughs> uh, the Eiffel Tower is flipped and upside down in one place. Yeah. Um, but I do like um so like when they enter limbo or the first circle, the characters start encountering objects and events that remind them of demons from their past. Mm-hmm. So like one of the things is like the main character, her dad was like also an explorer and she like didn't answer the phone when he called and then he ends up committing suicide so she's like plagued by that choice and then there's like a phone ringing in the catacombs Mm -hmm. and then like another one with the other main character like his brother drowned when he was young and he couldn't save him and like they used to play with a piano and they actually like had a piano mover put a piano in the catacombs and then take it back out oh no and he said that's and that's even the director was like that poor piano mover but we paid him well (laughs) like um (laughs) But yeah, so the only way out is down is like the tagline for the movie. That's also a Dante callback. And um, yeah, it's, I really liked it. I wasn't like, it's not great for the reasons we outlined. Mm -hmm. There are some callbacks where like, 
if you realize they're in this circle of hell and like, oh, that's something from Dante. Cool. If I was someone that had just recently read, like, I'd have to have just read it. So I and, went yeah. and saw it in the movie theater, and I have not watched or read or know about Dante's Inferno, but I mm. still really enjoyed it. And I still yeah. picked up on that, like, you know, the different demons chasing them. Mm. But I wouldn't have made that connection, but I still really liked the movie. Yeah, I think it's cool. The biggest problem I have it for, with it is not even that, like, you don't necessarily pick up on those things, because, I mean, there's Easter eggs in all kinds of movies. Oh, yeah. My problem is, like, I like badass, like, feminine heroes, but she is just, like, she's fine, but she knows, like, everything. She's, like, five doctorates and speaks a million languages. And, like, they're, like, down there. She's, like, oh, here, let's translate this Aramaic together. And, like, and I'm just, like, fine, but okay. And, like, she's You're just, not like. real. And, like, I guess people speak Aramaic. I get that she's an explorer and, like, basically Lara Croft Tomb Raider is, like, a person. Oh, yeah. But, like. She definitely is like a Mary Sue that they've just been like, let's solve these puzzles. We're not really going to tell you how or why they're there, but here's some puzzles and for like, you. And like, do them. And then like, and the magic's inside of you all along. Sorry, that's a spoiler, but not really. <laughs> but it's say the ending, though. The ending's a lot. I just, the, it's, it's cool. I liked it. Mm-hmm. That's as much as I can say. It was <laughs> yeah. a B-horror movie cool. that I really enjoyed yeah. just on the surface without, like, laughing at it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, all the rest of ours is not the case. No. no. So, let's see. I keep having Emily go next, so maybe I'll switch it up and Sarah's sure. going to go next. Okay, okay. so the first one I'm going to talk about is Sleepaway Camp. Another movie that <laughs> Hannah put on, fell asleep to, and I had to see the ending by myself. <laughs> that's, an, that's an ending to see by yourself. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sleepaway Camp, released as Nightmare Vacation in the UK, is a 1983 American slasher film written and directed by Robert Hilzik. I didn't know that movie came out so long ago. So late in the decade. Last decade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say so late, but like, yeah, it came out a long time. Uh, it is the first film in the Sleepaway Camp film series. Oh, boy. And tells the story of a young girl sent to a summer camp that becomes the site of a series of murders shortly after her arrival. Hmm. So we had a discussion on whether we were going to use this one or not. And right. it was interesting when I was looking stuff up because it was like, this one is seen a lot differently through 2021 20, yes. lens. Um, not to give anything away, because the ending is a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it would not be, I think, as well-received today. Nor should it, I would say. I think that's I true think, of a lot of yeah, B-horror movies, movies, especially from just, the 80s. In general, that, like, mm-hmm. are not PC. But if you're just watching it because it's hammy and not trying to make any kind of statement, then yeah. I would say... Also, like, yeah. what they're going for back then is not what we're going to be perceiving no. now. No, right. and I think most of the point of it is the horrible deaths happening. The horrible deaths and, like, the abuse of, like, the character. Yes. And, like, why, like, the one that turns out to be, like, the killer. Like, is. Is the killing people is, like, because of, like, an abusive yes. past yes. and upbringing. And, like, not that I, like, horror movies ever really need to show. That's oh, my dog no. again. But, you know, we can't actually hear it too much when I say that in the podcast. Oh, so maybe that. you don't hear anything. Um, I'm just peeing <laughs> just in the It's my dog drinking. Um, yes. But I think, I don't know, if you view it from that lens. I mean... Don't go looking for a socio-political message or... Well, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you kind of go at it like, this is a movie that's just supposed to be outrageous. 
Do you have a favorite silly death in this movie? Oh, the one that really stuck with me is the curling iron one. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a bad one. Oh, it's a bad one. It's very I, That's one of the ones Hannah warned me about. I had she totally was like, forgotten that until you just She was like, this it. is... What do you think she's going to do with that, Sarah? <laughs> oh, Hannah, why? I was like, no, she, she can't. No, no. <laughs> it's so bad. I have not seen that movie, but I think I would watch it. My favorite silly death in that one that you can still watch and not just be horrified and you can laugh at is there's like the killer puts a beehive in a bathroom (laughs) stall and like there's plenty of room though for the person to crawl under the stall and get out but Mm -hmm. they just freak out instead and like get stung to death and I'm just like like, crawl crawl out like do something they like she like locks the doors and then like (laughs) it's just (laughs) (sighs) oh gosh Released during the heyday of slasher movies, the film is known for its infamous twist ending, considered to be one of the genre's most shocking. Since its <laughs> release, the film received a positive critical response and a cult following. Hmm. It was followed by three sequels. Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. Sleepaway <laughs> Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. And Return to Sleepaway Camp. Oh, goodness. Why would anyone go The last one back coming out? out in 2008. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know why people continue to go to these camps. Like, same thing with Friday the 13th. Some people don't want their kids to be home for the summer. (laughs) Pick a different camp. (laughs) After COVID, people are going to be going to lots of camps. (laughs) You're going to go to winter camp. Going to spring camp. All right. The filming of Sleepaway Camp took place in Argyle, New York, near Summit Lake at a camp formerly known as Camp Algonquin. In interviews, screenwriter Robert Hiltz hits Hitzik. Anyways, look it up if you want to know. <laughs> Said that he attended that camp as a child. The Good. movie was filmed in five weeks, starting in September 1982 and ending in October of that year on a budget of $350,000. Dang. Pretty good. I got you beat, though. The film has you been storyboarded, but after the first day of filming, the movie was already behind schedule, so the storyboards <laughs> could not be used and were thrown out. <laughs> Unlike many of its contemporaries, which had adults portraying youth, the camp, uh, the cast of Camp Sleepaway or Sleepaway Camp was primarily made of adolescent actors. No, that's, I don't know. I think that's worse. <laughs> it's kind of not great. <laughs> what parents signed off on that? They said, have a good time, kids. Sign. <laughs> they needed money. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Anchor Bay Entertainment released a Sleepaway, survival, uh, Sleepaway Camp survival kit, which featured Sleepaway Camp and also contained the film's two sequels, as well as a bonus disc featuring footage of the unfinished at the time. Uh, third sequel. The cover featured a medical cross, um, which was discontinued in late 2002 after the Red Cross filed a complaint against Anchor Bay, which subsequently <laughs> redesigned their box art to remove the cross logo. Good. <laughs> <clears throat> a review in the Courier Journal characterized the film as a, quote, low-budget slasher in the Friday the 13th mold with teenage mayhem at a summer camp. Rotten Tomatoes Sleepaway Camp holds a 78% uh, approval rating based on 23 reviews with an average rating of 6.42 out of 10. That's, That's higher bad. than I would have thought. Yeah. yeah. Mine's like 20 or 30%. Bad. As, yeah. No, like as above, so below was that low. It has Nuts. a cult following because it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and finally, a documentary film on the series entitled... Uh, Angela, the official Sleepaway Camp documentary, is currently in pre-production with Felissa Fel- uh, Rose as the executive producer, who played uh, the lead. Nice. Yeah, interesting. And huh. that's all the fun facts you get. 
I mean, there's only so many fun facts about things that aren't made for much money. <laughs> That's true. It's just, it was funny to me that it was filmed in New York and he was like, I probably had a bad time at this campsite, so let me film a bunch of kids getting killed. <laughs> I think this was one of the, like, first B horror movies I ever saw. I definitely watched it in high school. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I watched it with Hannah for the first time. I've never seen it, but it's definitely... I want, Like, I think I saw it around the same time as, like, I, I think I saw Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. like, like, sequel... Um, and we would watch these old movies, but, like, I think that's, like, the first if my of, like, this, of even this had generation. an inkling of what the movie was about, they would have not let oh, us go anywhere near same, it. yeah. Because, <laughs> again, well, the yeah. movie saw, Oh, my too. God, the curling iron thing, though. I just, now <laughs> I'm thinking about it. It's so it. yucky. <laughs> it's the, <sighs> the worst way I can think of to be killed. Yeah. No. Mm. Well, I think Listeners there's a worse death than in that movie. There you go. <laughs> Please, nobody kill me with a curling iron. Don't um, do it. My first tale is uh, Killer Sofa. <laughs> Killer Which, uh, Sofa. A friend of mine, Cassandra, sent me and my friend Autumn uh, a TikTok of this lady who's watching this movie. And in the movie, like, this guy is looking up at an apartment building. There's no one in the window. And then you, like, blink. And then the chair is in the window. <laughs> and, like, watching him from the window. He's like, what? And then, like, oh, this chair has two thick black buttons on the back, like, uh, where your back would rest. So it, like, looks like it has eyes and it, like, has a frowny face. And oh it's God, just... I have to call it the picture. <laughs> so much. It's so Sarah. great. So, Killer Sofa is a comedy fantasy horror movie written and directed by Bernie Roa, released on October 1st, 2019. So, this is pretty recent and has an outstanding rating of 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> Neither of my first two tales had a Wikipedia, so I pulled most of my information. From That's when you IMDb. know it's a B. Emily was like, oh, do you have a Wikipedia about yours? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, both of mine do. I was like, mm-hmm. The tagline from the poster I found was, don't sit on the furniture. I do have taglines for both of them. Oh, I'm so sorry. So okay. Okay. I'm so sorry. This <laughs> always happens He's to you. He's kind of cute. Like, he's very cute. really cute. Kind of like a gremlin. Yeah. Until oh, yeah. you're not cute. Until he, like, murders you with a spring it's from his he's so back or something. because he's sick of <laughs> The film was produced in New Zealand and runs approximately 81 minutes. Uh, I tried to find the budget for this movie, uh, That's but I only found it's too long. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it oh, said no. that the budget was between 0.6 and $1 million. I have to watch this. Like, it's Maybe we'll so watch it after good. we finish Honestly, this. it's quite <laughs> amazing. All the New Zealand accents are wonderful. Um, so I pulled the synopsis from pophorror.com. Francesca, played by... P. Mio May, who is like, I don't know, she's like her first time doing a movie, has always attracted weirdos. When one of her stalkers is found dead, she looks for comfort from her best friend Maxie, played by Natalie Morris. Meanwhile, Maxie's grandfather, Jack, a a disgraced rabbi, comes across a reclining chair containing a debuk inside. A debuk? A debuk. D Y B B U K? Debuk? I don't know. Creature, maybe? Yeah. So, for those of us who don't know what that is, I actually looked up a definition. It is from Jewish folklore. 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 Yes, we got one. That's folklore you talk about while eating salad. (laughs) Folklore. Um, It's a malevolent, wandering spirit that enters and possesses the body of a living person until exercise. I even yeah. highlighted it because I was like, I can't mess it up. Jack and his voodoo sorceress partner try to find out where the recliner has been delivered while exploring uh, Jack's newfound gift for communicating with others uh, through other worlds. Meanwhile, the reclining chair has become en- uh, enchanted by Francesca and starts committing crimes of passion. It's so good. There's also another scene where there's a candle that someone's holding and like the chair blows up the candle. <laughs> 
I have to say, the plot you the read <laughs> is more than I thought it was going to be. Oh, it's considering it's, so much. it's just a killer. There's sofa. some pretty good, pretty good uh, dust in it. But here's some fun facts. <laughs> the movie was originally going to be titled "My Lover, My Lazy Boy," but the production feared <laughs> being Why? sued by a lazy boy oh. furniture company. Um, after this, the Stephen King S title, "The Furnishing," was considered until finally someone came up with the killer sofa title, which stuck. I mean, that's a great Which sucks. Which stuck. Oh. I did stutter. I like the furnishing better. The furnishing's not bad. Uh, The chair cost only 100 New Zealand dollars. That's around $64 in American (laughs) currency. And they only bought one chair. For the whole film. That sounds like a CNY Playhouse (laughs) prop. Um, If it breaks, some of those sofas probably could be killer sofas if a spring gets loose. Oh, goodness. Mm. That red sofa that fell apart during Adam's family. Gotta go. (laughs) The image of the poster for the movie uh, displays a bloody reclining chair with long fangs. Uh, but that does not actually happen in the uh, movie. I was yeah, so excited kind of, when I yeah, saw it, like, the poster. That's better than the, the whole movie. But it's not, that's not ever uh, coming I'm so sad. Um, a lot of the actors, like the background actors in this movie, were also in Hobbit movies because they were filmed in New Zealand. Excellent. And the tagline, which Eric already said, is don't sit on the furniture. And that is killer sofa. It is so funny. Like, drink some wine and watch this movie with your friends and just laugh at it. It is a really cute recliner. Oh, yeah. Until it starts, you know, shoving people. I thought that it turned into the fangs. No, it doesn't have any fangs. What's the... Why didn't he even come? I know. Listen, he gets around. He, like travels through it and like through the wires of the house to someone else's house. Oh my god. That's not how mass works. Listen. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, it's good. That's my first tale. (laughs) Anyways, what are honorable mentions? So we, I, I was impressed. I, I put out on, on Facebook, you know, what are some of your favorite B-horror movies? And we got a lot of great suggestions. Yeah. So uh, the first one is um, Jenny recommended movies that she's actually been in. She mm-hmm. does a lot of, like, B-horror movie mm-hmm. so that she does. And she kills and fang the movie. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen them yet, but I would like I haven't to. either. Especially because I know someone in it, so I would I like know. to watch it. I and- know. She suggested me to watch that movie so many times. I still haven't done it. I gotta do that. Uh, we're bad friends. Um, I'm sorry, Daddy. Uh, Repo. Uh, the is, Genetic Opera? That's the one. Is that a B movie? Yes. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, we upset the dog. Um, There's some good people in that movie, though. I Yeah, I don't know. Eli recommended it, and somebody else did, too. I'll have to look as I, we I scroll don't. down. Um, Natasha recommended The Beast of Hollow Mountain. That's about 50 years old. She said, it's not scary at all, but it honestly makes me laugh. So, the best kind. <laughs> Good. Um, TJ said, Terrifier. Um, I'm going to go back to one of our friends that had a bunch. Uh, Evil Dead came up a couple times mm-hmm. uh, from Neil specifically. My dog won't stop barking. I'm so sorry. Um, my dad said, Them, which is the one with the giant ants. And also, Leonard Nimoy is in that. Oh, I didn't know that. It has a great, it's like a 100% positive rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> But they're just giant ants, and I think that they're, like, the way they filmed it was, like, in front of a screen mm-hmm. of ants that they just, like, blew up the picture, and then they <laughs> would act to nothing, kind of like mm-hmm. the Who's Lying green screen, like, yeah. thing. That's how they filmed it. Um, Jim said Plan 9 from Outer Space, because it's just the right combination of inept and pretentious to make your brain freeze. Excellent. <laughs> um, Ian said Wolf Cop. It knows exactly what it is and had a surprisingly intriguing story in addition to being hilarious. Um, He also said Repo. Um, Hans said The Brain That Wouldn't Die. 
That sounds good. <laughs> Is that like Reanimator, but somehow worse? Something like a villain. The brain that would die. Just die. Stop. <laughs> Speaking of Reanimator, Kevin liked that one and also recommended Jack Frost. Serial killer turns into a snowman and kills people with his snowman powers. Which was like released in the last what? 10 years, I think, or so. Um, here's one I did watch some of. I watched 10 minutes and I could not watch anymore. But I had to see what it was all about, and my friend Pat recommended Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. No. <laughs> I hate it. It's and so bad. It. I mean, it fits all the criteria. Oh, of course. But I could not. I couldn't watch it. It's on YouTube, though. You watch it for free. Um, <laughs> Nate recommended Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <sighs> Have any of you seen that one? No. no. It's a classic. I will not watch it because of, you know, the clowns. Mm-hmm. What? Um, clowns. Yeah. Let's see. John David recommended Dead Alive, one of Peter Jackson's uh, first movies. Hans came back to say The Body Snatcher that stars Bar- Boris Karloff. Mm? No? Anybody seen any of these yet? No? I've seen some of them. Oh, okay. Um, Max said Mad Love with Peter Lorre and the original Wicker Man. Mm. But then he said, you know, we get into are they cult classics or are they B-movies too? Mm, I think both. Mm. Uh, Matt said the lost skeleton of Cadavra. Good. I want to watch it just for the title. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, title though. John said Night of the Lepus, Lepus that I already mentioned, the mm-hmm. killer bunny ones. And then the one I'm going back to is um, my friend Dave, who is a big horror movie person. And, um he has a blog on it, and we mentioned him in Haunted Houses. I asked, what does a B-movie qualify for you? And he said, um, you know, basically the same thing, that it was a cheaply made uh, genre film, and then 60s and 70s got into exploitation, and then became a broad term for any genre movie seen as lowbrow regardless of budget, which is a matter of opinion more than anything, and it's generally used dismissively. So when I think of modern B-movies, personally, I usually think of films that are intentionally campy or homages of old, low-budget exploitation film, like Grindhouse, Black Dynamite, and then one called Hobo with a Shotgun. Awesome. (laughs) Good. Good. They found my diary. (laughs) He also mentioned Asylum Films imitation mockbusters like Transmorphers. Paranormal Entity and Sharknado, which <laughs> I have not seen Sharknado. Oh, it's so much fun! They, you, there's too many sequels. Yeah. But he did say that his favorites were actually more from like the 40s, and he liked Cat People and I Walked with a Zombie, and I think both of those are on Prime. I was gonna mm-hmm. watch those mm-hmm. and The Mask of the Red Death. Nice. He had so many other, yeah, that we recommended. The Blob, I think, is the only one he didn't say. But <laughs> the, blob. the Blob. The Blob. But, like, some of those I definitely want to see and laugh at. And some yeah. of them I'm like, this I don't know much. if I could watch it. Like, like Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter. <laughs> um, Rocky Horror would count as well. I was thinking but Rocky Tim Horror is in it, so does it. Mm. Although he's kind of famous for that role, amongst others. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are your honorable mentions? I talked a lot, so somebody else go. Um... I don't... Rocky Horror. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking... Actually, it was that was going to be my honorable mention was Rocky Horror Picture. Was it really? Yes. Uh, April Fool's Day? 
Didn't we oh, watch it? That's and the one that we watched. Um, oh, is that where she like switches bodies with someone that's like a serial No, killer? April Fool's Day. It's like a group of people get together and they like go camping and then all their friends start to die. And then there's like two people left over and there's like a twist, but the twist is terrible. Mm. And it's like. No, what's, there was one other one we watched. It was Ma. Ma. Oh. <laughs> that's not a B movie. No. We gotta save it for our other episode. Is that the one with Jennifer Lawrence? No, No. it's with Octavia. Octavia, right? Mm. Let me look it up. Spencer? Yeah. Hmm. That was not me. (laughs) Oh, well. Um, I had a a couple um, that we haven't said already. Um, I love the creature features that were in sci fi. So I put Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Good. It's exactly what you think it is. Mm -hmm. Did the octopus win? Um, that's, that's a spoiler. spoiler. Uh, Nobody wins, really. <laughs> including, the <laughs> including the audience. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Delicious. Yeah, there's a sequel to that one, too. Oh, my. Even more tomatoes killing extra more? Because after my second film, that was the next one listed, was Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Mm. So Vampires versus the Bronx, which is so... The Bronx wins, huh? It does win. That's a spoiler. But no, I, oh, it's sorry. on Netflix. It's a PG-13. So in that regard, I don't know if it ch- clicks, like, clicks, checks clicks. a bunch of boxes. Smash. But it's it's kids, kids in the Bronx that, like, vampires start taking over. And it's yeah. a Netflix original that they did not spend a lot of money on. But it's super cute. And mm-hmm. the kids are, the kids are good little actors. The writing is bad. The special <laughs> effects are bad. But yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, like, nice. you have, like, the different like cultures that come from the Bronx, and basically they're ba- they're like, we're from the Bronx. Is this the best you got? And it's like, <laughs> like you're vampires, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the last thing is, I put the Conjuring with a question mark, and we also had our friend Steven oh. say, because it was a low budget, would Get Out count as a B horror movie? And I would say no, no. definitely to Get Out no. because there's the too star many stars. Powers, yeah. Yes. Get Out and is it's such a great too movie. good of a writing. Just because it's made on a budget. Right. Mean Same thing with The Conjuring. Yeah. I, I think. yeah. Conjuring's yeah. also really good. Yeah. But again, they're, you know, they're not huge stars, but they are people that, like, people have seen in movies yeah. before and know. Mm-hmm. And it was made really cheaply. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just a well-made movie. It's just smart movie money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. So our last tales. Um, my mine's last quick. So, yeah. Mine yeah. too. Mine too. Mine is called... Chopping Mall. Oh my gosh, I want to watch this movie here. It's so good. It's on YouTube. <laughs> it is free on YouTube. It's great. It is a 1986 comedy horror written and directed by Jim Wynorski, and it starred Kelly Maroney and Tony O'Dell. It was originally released with the title Killbots and did not do well at the box office. No. It was then re-released as Chopping Mall and became a cult favorite. It's all about those titles. Those Mm -hmm. puns, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, The story is about three security robots that the mall has just, um, I don't know, bought into, I guess. They just hired the mall. Yes, they hired, they they buy a company that's selling robots um, (laughs) that turn rogue after a thunderstorm short circuits them. (laughs) They go on to kill teen employees trapped in the mall after hours. Oh, my God. So the teens are, they're working at, like, a furniture store, like, basically an 80s, like, um, pottery barn type of place. Mm -hmm. And they decided they're going to have, like, 
a party, basically a sex party, because like they're with their they're with their couples and they want to like go hang out with each other where their parents can't find him. So like one of them is like the son of the owner of the store. I have a found memory, and I think I've. Seen I hope this it's movie. not a bat. <laughs> no, I think I've seen this movie. Okay. Not so, of going to a weird sex party at all. <laughs> so um, so like there's four couples. Three of them are like established couples, and the other two are like blind dates that were set up, and of course they fall for each other, and they're like the nerdy ones. Mm-hmm. And so their plan is to get out, like, so there's these, like, giant steel doors that close when it's, like, time for the employees to leave, again, as a security measure for this mall. (laughs) And so their plan is to, like, clean up and get out before those close. But, like, the first couple, like, he goes to get her, like, a pack of cigarettes or something and basically gets, like chopped robot. down by a robot and then Good. and so then like it comes back and there's like a funny death and then like they're like oh my god we gotta get out and then in the process they end up getting trapped in the whole mall because the steel door is closed and of course the phone lines are out because of the thunderstorm or maybe the robots cut the line it's never really clear oh no, <laughs> oh, no. so uh as you can imagine with that our scripts our little synopses only took us 10 minutes this entire script was written in a week. <laughs> it was filmed in 20 days, and it was made with $800,000. Um, so every time the robots kill someone, they still have their old programming of, like, helping people in the mall. So they say, have a nice day every time. <laughs> so, like, at one point, like, like, decapitate someone, and then it's like, have a nice day. <laughs> and the director is the voice of them. Okay. You could have put it on a robots episode. <laughs> yep, there we go. Oh, gosh. They're not They're not my favorite robots. No. Um, many of the cast, I was checking up their, like, IMDb credits, also acted in other B-horror films, and also, like, a lot of sequels to films that were, like, good horror movies, but the sequels are really bad. Mm. And so, like, a lot of them were just, like, doing the B-horror circuit back in the 80s. <laughs> nice. The exception is... Um, Kelly Maroney, who's the lead female, she was in, like, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and they actually filmed it in the same mall. And then <laughs> Tony O'Dell is the guy that is Jimmy in all the Karate Kid, like, franchise. Like, even Good. in the new one, he's still doing it. Wow. And I mentioned Rick Moran's. He just, like, in real life, he doesn't look like that, but in the movie, they made him look like that with the dweeby, like, the big glasses and everything. And mm-hmm. somehow, like, all the guys, they're wearing, like, their attire for working but they're all like ripped of course (laughs) because they're like 30 year olds playing um and then my other fun fact about it is so it's not that gory i said someone gets decapitated it's done in like the explosive like just kind of funny way and like the end credits everyone gets like their name on their character like a still of them but that actress her still is on the headless like body of it which is hilarious and then but, like, that's the only time it's, like, really gory at all. It's mm-hmm. really not. A, there's a head crunchy, but just because he falls. Yeah. Um, however, one of the characters burns to death because she's carrying a can of, can of gasoline. She, like, gets shot in the leg by the robot and just, like, lays there screaming for someone to come help her. And she's just like, ah! Like, <laughs> it's so bad. And so then the robot just shoots the gas can, and then she, like, catches on fire and sort of... Of course. So apparently the scene was a little bit longer, but the uh, rating system told them they had to cut it down because they were going to give the film an X rating. Because that's, like... 
I don't know, 80s X rating. That's what it is. Whoa. But the rest of it, it's like, especially if you consider like the really terrible, like gory horror stuff of the 70s, I do not understand unless that scene must have been super long and terrible. Just but like her screaming for 12 minutes. Maybe, maybe they like, I don't know. It wasn't yeah. bad at all. So I just, it's, it's funny. It's got this, it's got everything you want in 80s horror movies. It's got the synth rock soundtrack. Yes. You got like, the stereotypes of like the um, very pure girl and like her dad's a marine and she <laughs> and like the guys keep like the guns that they get from like a, a sporting goods store but then like she takes a gun off of them and is like an awesome shot and they keep calling her like dead eye because she's so good but then they never give her a gun again and Aww. I'm like she is the only one that can shoot things she's like, too pure for a gun yeah <laughs> and then there's like another woman that she's like a mechanic that's like um, a genius and then she like is just dies idiotically it's just so funny like <laughs> Yeah, like with Killer Sofa, grab a glass of wine, put yeah. it on while you're doing something else. Yeah, and just laugh like about just it. you're not going for anything serious, but no. Uh, so yeah, watched a double feature with my friends. Uh, we finished she's Killer Sofa. You. It's fine. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. No, that's fine. Uh, I just get so excited when you're done. I'm like, it's gonna be me now. <laughs> This is your fault because you always throw to Emily. I know. You really do, though. I'm not angry. Because I'm going um, around just a circle. Um, my, well, you can start next week. My no. second tale is Keller Pinata, <laughs> which is a 2015 American comedy horror uh, movie released on December 15th, 2015. And has a rating of 4.2 on IMDb. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the oh, film was directed know. by Stephen Tramontana and runs about 87 minutes. Uh, the extra minutes boosts the score because <laughs> the other one was 3.6. So let's not this. A possessed pinata seeking to avenge the savagery that humanity has inflicted on its kind picks up a group of friends one by one in an unending night of terror. Things all uh, the movie kind of starts with this guy who like gets yelled at by his wife to go pick up like a pinata for a party, and uh, this lady with a hook hand tells her son or like cousin or something like don't sell this pinata at the party supply store and he doesn't listen and so he ends up selling the pinata and and mayhem ensues erica's showing me screenshots <laughs> these are some bad looking oh it's, it's so a bad, bad. Looking movie. the film was shot in eight days with a budget of three thousand dollars <laughs> i thought you were gonna say three dollars <laughs> It looked kind of like a $3 film with it's a screenshot. It's not great. It's honestly, it's funny, but like in this film, you're not going to like find a great... This is the worst of the b This is the worst of all of the horror movies, I think. Um, <laughs> wow. There is a... So two pinatas get purchased at the beginning of the movie. The colorful one that's the angry one that's like the demon or whatever. And then there's a pink pinata also. So it gets brought to this birthday party and uh, he watches as his pink friend gets smashed to death. But as this is happening... to uh, Chavosky's Chavosky's Tchaikovsky yes Swan Lake plays in the background of <laughs> as this is happening so I bet like $2,000 went just to that so they could get the it's right probably public domain depending yeah, on what probably. they use they had a moment like that in mind where he starts like whistling something and I'm like is he whistling Palovitzian dances like from like <laughs> the 1800s so like, everything <laughs> is like slowed down and like he's like taking a whack at the pinata and this like other pinata is just like sitting there watching this happen Oh, goodness. Um, and the tagline for this movie is filled with sweet revenge. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Uh, um, they, did, they did kill his friend. His little yeah, pink friend. Yeah, it's really sad. And he, like, looks down and just sees, like, all the guts and, like, the candy on the floor. Mm. <laughs> and 
And then they can like go inside and leave the other pinata outside. Um, so yeah, all these different teenagers end up getting killed. Like so like the little kid's birthday, the parents take the kid away, and so the the sister is there and she's like, Everybody come over and like we'll have a party. And like as the night goes on, like they all end up dying. Some of the deaths How are does not a pinata kill people with a pinata stick or like biting so oh, like the okay. first time one of the main character gets attacked i didn't even write their names down because it's not important it, it but she gets attacked on her important. arm and like this is kind of gross so a little bit of warning this is gross but like a guy gets his penis bit off <laughs> by the pinata and like now we have to guys, call it explicit yeah and, like it's just <laughs> that's just a an lot. anatomical word that's fine that's true that's yeah true. but it was like it was very shocking because we're like sitting there and we had like a real good buzz going and we're like wait a second what's happening with the pinata right now um my absolute favorite scene in this movie is towards the end where there's two characters because it's left. over <laughs> yeah there's two characters left they're, they're trying to put some weapons together to go and like fight and like how are we gonna defeat it we'll make weapons we don't have any we'll make them so they like oh, start <laughs> so good so they like have like a screwdriver right and the guy like it goes out of frame and then the guy starts spray painting it and pulls out like a machete right then he like <laughs> this girl pulls up a broom and like some string and is like pulling it back like a bow and arrow and she like you know, goes off screen and, like, comes back with a compact, like, hunting bow. And, oh like, my. this other guy, like, starts sawing wood and pulls up a machine gun. Like, I suppose it's, like, making fun of video games where you ridiculous. can make stuff that's, like, a It's good like building stuff in Animal Crossing is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, in with a Dead Rising, that zombie yeah. thing in the mall where you're, like, if you have duct tape and nails, you can you make, can like, anything. a bayonet. And you're, like, what? <laughs> good. Um... But yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't suggest people go watch this movie. But if you're looking for like a good, fun, stupid horror movie, like definitely check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. So cool, nice. All right, I'm gonna do this so fast. So I mean, this movie, don't rush yourself. You're good. Oh, Take yeah. a breath. <gasps> we were looking for a movie to watch with a couple of friends that we were with, and this title came up, and I was like, we have to watch it. So we didn't end up finish watching it there, but we did watch it at home yesterday. It's called "You Can't Kill Stephen King." Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible. It's anyway, movie. <laughs> You Can't Kill Stephen King is a 2012 American comedy horror spoof film. The film that had its world premiere on 14 April 2012 at the Lewiston Auburn Festival uh, Film Festival and was later released to DVD on 9 December 2012. The film follows a group of friends that decide to visit the area uh, horror author King's Stephen King lives in. I'm having a, the full struggle. Uh, <laughs> but find themselves threatened with their own potential deaths. Siblings Monroe and Hillary have discovered that they have inherited a lake house, and to make things even better, the famous horror author Stephen King is rumored to live around somewhere nearby. <laughs> they decide to take their friends down to the lake house to check things out, only to find immediate resistance from all the locals who insist that King doesn't live in the area. Despite being completely unwelcome, they decide to stay and soon find that people are being killed one by one in a manner similar to several deaths in various Stephen King stories. Oh, silly teenagers. That's <sighs> funny. Kind of. I mean, not done well, apparently, but... There's just, like, surprisingly bad stuff in it. Like, not the writing is not great. Yeah. Yeah, there's some not PC stuff. There's, like, tropes and things. Mm -hmm. Like, the black guy's the first one that dies. Like, mm -hmm. stupid stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Stephen King directed a, a movie called Maximum Overdrive that is mentioned as a B-horror movie because it's so bad. Oh, no. It's one of his books, and it's oh, the only Steven. time he ever, ever directed is he Maximum was like, Overdrive. Never again. <laughs> 
DD Talk gave a mostly favorable review for the film, writing that while it wasn't outstanding, <laughs> the film was overall enjoyable and a well-made and good-looking film, which is not true at all. Nope. As long as viewers did not have overly high expectations. And if so you were wearing... HorrorNews.net horror was more negative in their review, criticizing the film for being neither innovative or artistic, while also praising it for embracing the obvious cliches. It won People's Choice Best Feature Film Award at the Lewiston Auburn Film Festival in 2012. That must have been a small film festival. Hell yeah. Nobody it was else that entered. and then like a feels very commercial. <laughs> it won. The people's choice. Um, and then really the only fun fact, aside from the fact that it got uh, 12% on Rotten Tomatoes, is of course people wonder, is Stephen King in the film? So <laughs> it says, what does Mr. King think about the film? Well, he declined being in it, says Khalil. But we did get him the script very early on, and he was kind enough to feature our trailer on his unofficial news section of his website. Well, there so, you go. But he was not in it. I mean, I no. mean, Stephen's always game to help up-and-coming filmmakers and authors, so mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, I guess the twist in that movie yeah. pretty, pretty easily, though. Yeah. I mean... It was just... Mildly amusing. I literally watched it because of the title. Yeah. And that's how I went to Chopping Mall. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's... I feel like you lucked out a little better than me. Well, like, like when they released it as Killbots, I don't think I would watch... I, I would maybe watch it. It's still the same plot, obviously. They didn't change anything. But seeing something called Chopping Mall, right. I'm like, Kill yes. Oh, sounds yeah. like a movie for a 12-year-old boy. Chopping yeah. Mall sounds like a movie... For someone in their 30s. It sounds exactly <laughs> like what it is. Like, I need a cheaply made B-horror movie that's going to make me laugh. Mm-hmm. This is it. it yeah. Literally mm-hmm. checks all the boxes. Like, I was thinking of all the rules that he talks about in Scream. And, like, mm-hmm. how this person has to die first. Mm-hmm. And, like, of course, like, if she takes her top off, she's going to be the first one to die. Oh, yeah. And she is. And, like, that's, it's just... that's This is, like, a really terrible horror movie trope. But it's, like... Like the black guy is the first person to die. I feel like that happened in Saw Two as well. Like the guy looked out the gun hole and he got shot in the head. And then also, if you have sex in a horror movie, you're gonna die. Yep. And then pretty much it it's like follows them to a T Mm -hmm. in this one. Um, Maybe there's less. I don't know. Are there less B horror movies that are great because people are avoiding the tropes more now that it's like an established thing? Or maybe they just haven't had time to become cult classics. I think it's like haberdashery. It's like, here's your script. Here's a bad prop. Go act badly. (laughs) On one hand, people are avoiding these, and it's easier to make a good movie. But on the other hand, with cameras and things, it's really easy to make a movie now. So maybe there's just a lot that we just haven't come across yet. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, I think part of the charm of it is... And it's not true for everyone, but, like, when they set out to make such a good movie and they're all so passionate and it's just so bad. Like, there's something really charming in that. But I haven't really found its equal lately. Lately, if a movie's bad, it's just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Killer Sofa, man. (laughs) Killer Sofa. I'm intrigued by that. I will say, like, Vampires vs. the Bronx, they set out to make a good, like, intro to horror movie and you can recognize that it's not well made but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it because mm-hmm. the kids are cute and they were talented well you know what you're signing up for kind of yeah I mean it's called Vampires versus the Bronx yeah and so it's what it was yeah so that movie sounds good though yeah it sounds it charming is. yeah Netflix original of course <laughs> there we good. go alright well I think that's that's enough of the B-horror um, yeah 
don't know. We had a lot of crazy in this episode. It's but true. Yeah. I guess we're still going to have to pretend that we're not too crazy. Yeah. Well, I had killer, killer pinata and killer sofa. And I had uh, You Can't Kill Stephen King and Sleepaway Camp. And I had As Above, So Below, which we actually all liked. And Chopping Mall, which is dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to tell like we're not crazy. So maybe have watch a nice less day. B, B horror movies and be a little less crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have a nice day. Have, yeah, have nice a nice day. Have a nice day. <laughs>